ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chili's. This has been a long anticipated episode. Ever since the start, we started uh, with having our guest, Mr. Collins, in mind here. Do you want to say anything to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm just, you know, I couldn't focus during the last few weeks of school because this is really all I could think about. (laughs) That's Um, what I like to hear. So if my test results are not good, um, I'm just going to blame you guys. Okay. That's good. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, I'm not responsible for any of my own actions. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. All right. Do you want to address all the things that um, from the last two episodes um, that you have... Well, not all just just so in episode two we talked a little about math just as a general subject and mr collins the math teacher was a little upset about some of the things well okay first of all your defense of the justification of like all the math stuff that happens um i was ashamed to call you my students um (laughs) just like oh who decides what do you mean who decides everything's proven that's why we have proofs like what is this um also you know a little sloppy on the word sum oh okay. about, do you know okay, what yeah. sums are yeah sums yeah. just freaking adding two numbers yeah. together you're talking mm-hmm. about series series yes okay sorry Thanks. i was thinking about uh, the uh the e the, the summation and then fun uh, fact for all you calculus students that euler formula you were talking about yeah. uh that actually comes that you can prove that using a maclaurin series of e to the ix wow um so I know this is a really great start to the podcast. It's no, really riveting, it and a lot of people are very interested right <laughs> That's now. That's good. No, um, I understand this, so everyone else should, theoretically. I'm in the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the food chain. And I think that leads us into the first topic, which is... He's going to UFC. That was an incredible segue right there, just yeah. like bottom of the food chain. And, oh, man. And then, uh, so the first topic is, we're talking about top of the food chain, alpha males, master predators. Michael, you want to start this off since this is yours? The the specific question is what what makes the best predator? What qualities do you need to be the best predator? And then you got to start with speed, okay? Speed? Speed. You got to start with speed. Are we talking cocaine here? Are we talking like like speed? I'm talking about how fast you can can move. Okay. All right? As a cheetah, you can move pretty fast and you can reach your prey, okay? Okay. Perfect. Um, I guess the next one is killing ability. You gotta be able to, you know, be quick. All right, quick, efficient. So, if you ask me, what's what's the best predator? We gotta go with the shark. Okay. The shark. Okay. Easily a shark. I, I took this a different a different turn. I did more characteristics of alpha males, humans, rather than animals. What kind of predator are you talking about, Corey? And this is. I was talking about <laughs> a a physical specimen, a human that's just. It's just a predator that feeds off of other humans. Human not not literally, but that's... like like Gordon Ramsay is a perfect example. He he stra- he feeds off of just you I know emotionally we... destroying people uh, cooks chefs cooking abilities. You know this is funny because uh, all three of us interpreted this wrong. Um, <laughs> well, maybe not wrong, but differently. Because immediately I just started thinking about the movie Predator. And I just exactly. thought about oh. the alien predator, and I was like, "All right, so you you know, number one priority for being a predator, you don't want to run into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number two, uh, have high tech camo. Yeah, okay. Um, and number three, just be one sneaky boy. You know, one <laughs> sneaky boy. <laughs> I guess that's. But although I think that's being good. a sneaky boy applies to all predators. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, that's true. That's true. You gotta have that intelligence, that IQ. But I'm t- all right. So if you talk about nature predators, I don't think you can deny the great white shark, and here's why. Because if you take any predator on land, okay, okay, you have, let's say, the lion and the gazelle, all right? Yep. 
The lion wants to eat the gazelle, obviously. The gazelle can... You look confused, Mr. Collins. No, no, I'm, I'm tracking, I'm tracking. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So the lion wants to eat the gazelle, all right? The lion is going to chase after the gazelle. The gazelle can go lots of different directions. If it escapes, it escapes. If it, you can, you know, maybe if it hides. Or, so different kinds, they can do different things to escape. Some prey can hide, okay? Okay, yep. You can't do that in the ocean. Natural selection. Right? If the shark sees you, you got a wide open ocean <laughs> to go get eaten in, all right? Okay. The shark's probably faster than you. And have you seen the teeth? So that's where the speed comes in. Yes. So you can just, if in the ocean, if you are faster, you can get away. That that's like. I mean, there's there's exceptions line. that like you know when you get to the sea floor. Yeah. And you know, you know reefs and whatnot, it's different. But generally, if the shark sees you and decides and wants to eat you, you are slower. And what are you gonna do? You punch it in its nose. Is that a real thing where you punch a shark in its nose? It, um, like I don't know, but I'm willing to try. Yeah, <laughs> but here's here, here's a problem I have with your argument, though, Michael. Okay. Sharks are afraid of dolphins. Yes. So how can he be like the top predator when he's when he's scared of something? Is that is that fact? Like, do we know for well, it's not maybe not like scared, but like they like don't they mess avoid. with dolphins, and when That's, dolphins are around, they just mm-hmm. avoid them. Because a lot of times sharks like travel alone, and, and dolphins, dolphins are in packs. packs. Yeah, and they they're very aggressive toward sharks. Not like mm-hmm. aggressive. They're not aggressive, but. but that makes sense. Historically and often, they beat up sharks. Wow. So uh, I think the master predator is the dolphin here. No, no, because technically he's the, he's well, no, kind of superior. I have I have a better predator who is who is still a seafaring creature. Okay. okay. Um, the orca, or commonly known oh, as okay. the killer whale. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Like, the, these these magnificent things are so dominant that they actually toy with their food. <laughs> like it, that's you, true. I've trust. I've seen this as factual. It is on um, one of the I don't know eighteen hundred uh, uh, documentaries on Netflix, okay. where like they'll be hunting a sea lion or something, and then they'll start messing with it. <laughs> it's like like they'll like literally yeah, like it's like that's, it's, it's that's like terrifying. on an ice island thing, and then they'll just like they'll come up and just slap their tails and just like <laughs> have it start rocking, so it'll start sliding into the water. Like they just that's terrifying. That's, that is terrifying. That's a great example. It's one it's of the smart. most stressful things I've ever seen. Honestly, imagine being the sea lion. <laughs> what do you do in that situation? You die. It's just like yeah, it's sea, it's... when you're an animal and it's a sea predator, what can you do? Nothing. Nothing. Little. Yeah. It's terrible. Natural selection. Darwinism. It's a whole other topic. So I, I wakeboard. Okay. I'm not going to say frequently, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've wakeboarded before. Right. And uh, every time I sit there, it's so when you, when you start wakeboarding, you have to sit kind of on your butt with your yeah. feet up in yep. the water. Yep. And I just, in that moment, while everyone's getting ready, I just have the most terrible thoughts about sharks and whatnot. My, you know, my feet are bound to a board. Ed. <laughs> if there's a shark and it wants no. to eat me, there's absolutely nothing I can do. Even if my feet weren't bound. But am I going to swim faster? The, the very first time, uh, all my relatives live in Pennsylvania. So the very first time my uncle came down here to uh, go to the beach, we took him to the beach and there just happened to be a shark in front of us. One of the scariest moments of my life because, like you said, the, the sneaking aspect of it, it's terrifying. Like, just the out of nowhere... It's it's terrifying. I was that set me up for my my shark phobia. Also, I have a phobia of drowning. I have both Drown, phobias. Drowning, as well. drowning, 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 drowning. It's drowning. Drowning. Okay, yeah. I was uh, criticized last podcast for saying drowning with a D. As you should be, you know. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one learns except if they're shamed. So exactly. That's my teaching. I learned class. drowning. That's why we got shamed about math today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've learned because of it. He's a better you know, man now. I'm a better man because of it. Did you know cats are the only other animal that hunts for sport? 
other than humans? Yeah, actually, you know, one of my one of my notes on Master Predator was like, be a cat. Be a cat. Like, they seem, they just seem to be the best. Yeah, it's I don't, true. I don't know any, I don't know any more predacious animal above a cat. Are we talking they're about fast, like they're like sneaky, they're a smart. tiger, or like a like a house cat? I think we're talking about the whole. Honestly, like it could be cat. both. Like, yeah, would, no one messes with house, house cats either. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And I, I think the, uh, a smart factor factor comes into this. You know, it's like like the dolphins have a super high IQ. They know to you know bully the shark by, via pack. And the you know orca, it's, it's thinking. It's, I think we're it, the, the the iceberg, whatever exactly. Rock, it's kind of. I think we're thinking about this too, like broad in the spectrum of animals. I think we're leaving out the big fact that like humans in general are we're master predators. You know how many like most dangerous game. He's like you know you know how many <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know how many species we've led to endangerment or extinction, extinction based off of just being humans. Okay, yeah, but, but a lot of that isn't like we're looking to let's still go kill them. A lot of that is you know we build these. We're just kind of tools about it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But also, I mean, because of people like go to Africa and they 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 hunt just because they. I think we can stretch the definition of a predator a little bit much. If you're if you're a prey, right? Anything's really a predator that like invades and threatens your life. I'd say, you know. Even if they're not, even if they're not, their direct motive isn't to eat you or to harm you. If whatever they're doing is harming you in any way, I'd say that's somewhat of a predator. I don't, I don't know if I agree. Like, I I'm think stretching it a little bit, an, but like, just like, that's just more of the definition of an invasive species. That's fair. That's fair. I I took it from that standpoint. I mean, I stretched it a little bit, but I don't know. That was my no. Keep stretching it, man. We're here. We're here. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. make this net as big as possible. Oh, oh, exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. I don't think I have any more to add to this because you guys are both talking about like animals in general, and I was talking about like like I put Elon Musk down here. And well, like, hey, I can just segue into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like he could, is the predator. He killed yeah. the predator, so he's he now killed, the predator. Like that's true. is it is it a never ending game? So whoever kills Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever's responsible for his death is then the predator. That's that's my theory on it. Okay. Um, we haven't really talked about flying predators at all. Flying. What do, you, what do you think the best aerial predator is? Are we talking about in history or right now, currently? I guess right now in history. You got pterodactyls and stuff, yeah. which are scary. Owls and eagles are are pretty are Hawks pretty also. intense. Have you ever seen a hawk hunting? It'll just sit there, like open field, and just watch. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of flying species are like that. Yeah, like owls do the same. They kind of wait and they pff, out of nowhere. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? You die. Yeah, that's the die. only <laughs> that's the only outcome. I'm trying to think what other things fly, like other than birds. Like you have like bat. You have a bat. Yeah, insects, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think of them as master predators. Dude, no, a tarantula hawk. Spiders. A tarantula hawk. No, 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 no. Okay. See, that's perfect. A tarantula. Do you know what a tarantula hawk is? I do not. I, I think. I think so. Yeah, this guy Wiley Coyote. He was a like a YouTuber that got stung by one. He like would do a sting video. I've never seen, seen that. that no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, a tarantula hawk is like the size of like it's probably like was it like four inches. Okay. Yeah. So it goes, it stings the back of a tarantula, tarantula, 
it paralyzes it and then it lays its babies oh, on it. Oh, no, I'm and, not okay with that. Yeah, no. and it, its babies, you know, they hatch and they Yikes. eat the... And, like, the tarantula's still alive. It's just paralyzed. That... Yeah. That's certainly a thing. It scares That's... me. I woke up at 5 a.m. because of it this morning. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Arizona. It's I'm, native to Arizona. I'm glad it's made such an impact on you. <laughs> That's just another reason why Arizona's the worst. Oh, That's fair. That's fair. oh Arizona is... Mm. If you're a listener in Arizona... Um, I'm sorry. Get I'm out sorry now. you live in Arizona. <laughs> we should quarantine and th- Arizona. Yeah, and this is coming from Florida. Like, yeah, that's We true. have it bad enough, but like, you guys are in Arizona. That's true. Also, <laughs> you got to think about evolutionary history. The animals that stay the same for the longest period of time, they don't evolve too much, are the ones that are probably perfect for the environment mm-hmm. as far as being a predator goes. So let's talk about alligators and crocodiles. What about horseshoe they crabs? They are still... The- Alligators and crocodiles Dude, are still dinosaurs. Horseshoe crabs, I think, were around lo- before alligators and crocodiles. Maybe. I'm, I'm looking this up. Because... You look it up. But if you think about it, it's, a, it's just a big lizard. All right, What's a T-Rex? A big lizard? And master predators. Think about it. They just sit there, blend in perfectly with their little swamp or whatever, and then they eat you, and that's it. They're faster than you. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, although have you ever seen that uh, the video of uh, jaguars actually hunt caimans, which are like a type of like kind of smaller crocodile alligator type things. Yes. But like jaguars will like sit on the shore and then when one comes, they'll pounce in the water. Their jaws open like super wide. They'll just grab onto the top of the skull and just crush it. That's terrifying. Wow. Okay. So that's why like cats came to mind for me yeah. because like I don't, I don't want that in my <laughs> life. Like that's just upsetting. All right, so it says, I looked up on Google, it says crocodiles have been around for around 200 million years. Okay, watch this. Ready? Horseshoe crabs have been around for 450 million years. I'm just... I think that's just definitive proof that horseshoe crabs are the apex predator. The apex of predator. We just world. found something. I think we just solved it, and I think we're ready to move on. And alligators have been around for 200-ish. I don't know. I kind of want to talk about, like, why, why have things been getting smaller? Like every, you look at back then, everything is, was like huge. I mean, humans, the food supply, yes and no, energy. but like. If you're a bit, okay, so if you're like the Megalodon, you got to eat really big things to stay. But, but what like, what made, what made everything get smaller? Is it just the, the, the plethora of that species that Well, I think it could be food? that the prey got smaller to make hiding easier. Ooh. So the predators had to get smaller to get to the prey. Well, not just to get to the prey, but also if you're bigger and the prey is getting smaller, then yeah, you're going to you eat more to, of that, to yeah. get your energy. And that means there's going to be less of your species. And so you're going to have to get smaller to still have a species and be able to eat things. That's fair. That's fair. Inter- interesting. That'd be insane to live back in the day when like crocodiles were the size of a bus or like, I don't know, something along the lines of that. I just still think now they could eat me. Have oh, tears, man. they do. They do the the death the death uh, twirl the death roll. Yeah. that's terrifying. If I <laughs> if I'm rolling, bro, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be an awful way to go. To go. Um, I'm a big advocate of travel, and um, I'm gonna be going to Europe in like less than a month. So I just kind of got me thinking, like, if there was one place in the world you could not leave that area. Like where where would you where would you live? Wait, so we oh, 
this is this is a game changer. This is new information yeah, to me. Yeah. You can't. You can you, never. You can leave. never leave that area. This is, this is home. This is home forever. <clears throat> Not even temporary. Not even temporary. What if on a vacation elsewhere? You can't, okay. dude. You're literally you only you only live in that area. You cannot leave. Okay, I'm gonna need a minute. Uh, okay, you guys, okay, I'll, you go I'll take first. this. So there's apparently there's this rating uh, called the Mercer rating. It considers housing, uh, economy, political and social environment, uh, health consideration, and like the living quality of the city. And it rated Vienna, Austria, as the number one place to live in the world because it has basically all like all their amenities are like free, like their museums are free all of the it's kind of like washington dc where a lot of things are just free around there um it has imperial palaces but also it has that home feel of coffee like shops all around um to put this in perspective the highest city in u.s that's on this list was in 34th place that means there's you know 33 other cities that are above this um I don't know. That's really all the extensive research I've done. But my, you know, my ancestry is from Austria, so, so I would, I would go back. I'd choose Vienna, Austria. So wait, I have another question. Yeah. Are we allowed to go outside the city in the immediately surrounding area, or do we yeah, have to stay yeah, in just, the city? It's just like just like region. Yeah. Specific. Okay. Okay. I gotta go. I don't. I, all your information was was well researched and very interesting and whatever. I just, quite honestly, I don't care, and I could spend every day for the rest of my life in the Caribbean. Caribbean on an island, impoverished, whatever. <laughs> but just at just, the end of the day, you're on an island. At the end of the day, I can sit there on the beach, look out at the, the crystal blue water, and say, yeah, this is it. This is the life. Wow. That's kind of emotional. You're like Thanos. You just want a, you just want a paradise and a, a sunset to look at. I mean, what else do you need? Okay. Think about it. You're, you, you get put mm-hmm. on Earth, right? We're just a bunch of evolved monkeys... <laughs> spinning around on a rock in space. Why are you here? Just enjoy it, all right? I'm going to sit <laughs> just, down on my beach, look at the water, maybe go for a swim, okay? That's good. Nah, because then sharks, then you're, you're have, you have true. to deal with that's the master true. predator. That's true. Actually, horseshoe crabs. I mean, a boat, all right? A boat. <laughs> you really think a boat can protect you from a horseshoe yeah. crab? <laughs> <laughs> you poor, naive old man. <laughs> so I think one fact you guys are really forgetting here is... Uh, Something very close to my heart. You gotta talk about Math. the food of wherever you're. Okay, you know, oh. <laughs> that is an unfair stereotype. <laughs> yeah, not everything is mathematics okay. for me. My bad, my bad. But I think you're you're really underplaying. Like, you gotta go somewhere with good food. That's that's true. Um, that's true. I never and I'm not that. gonna lie to you. That that played a part before I knew you were restricted to just that yeah. region. Because I was gonna pick. Actually, I think I might still pick it. I was gonna pick yeah. Zurich, Switzerland. Zurich, Switzerland. Switzerland. Uh, because you're right in the middle of like. Italy, France, Germany, and that's, all that. Yeah, and Swiss, Switzerland has always remained neutral in wars, so that's yeah, I'm safe, big... baby. Like, there's no one's touching <laughs> me. Um, but also, like, you got beautiful mountains around you. I did a little that's research true. into Zurich. They got this amazing lake you can Ooh. you can go swim in. They got like parks around it. It's uh, it's a beautiful little town. Okay. I was I was tempted to pick uh, Reykjavik, Iceland. I don't know if you're familiar, and you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, with the area, it's kind of the opposite of like what you're thinking. I'm more of a I'm more of a mountain man than That's than a, a beach man. I agree with that. I agree with that. And and Reykjavik is is pretty insane. I'm not gonna go too too far into detail because I feel like I'm gonna get things wrong like culturally. 
but for the listeners, you guys should look up Reykjavik, Iceland. Just it talk. is spelled nothing like how it sounds. Yeah, just just do like the Google search and then hit the little microphone and just say Reykjavik, Iceland. It'll spell it out for you. That's fair. Also, you have to be prepared though because they have long periods of time without much sunlight. Ooh. So that's that's that. a struggle in Reykjavik. How am I supposed to get my my summer bod going if Visit me there's no sun? <laughs> I can't leave, dude. Not allowed, man. Not allowed. Not allowed. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> you gotta you gotta just stock up on that tanning lotion. <laughs> Invest in some UV and <laughs> UV um, tanning beds. I'm gonna go back to the Mercer scale. Detroit was the lowest city on the Mercer scale at 71. So that means all the U.S. cities. So I, I think it's bigger cities. I don't think it's talking ju- about like. Is the Mercer scale? Is it just counting like first world countries? Is it? It's t- it's accounting for all of. I I don't know exactly because obviously there's not like. I don't know. There's not like Venice, Florida, as like a city on there. Yeah, I think it's probably like major it's cities like, in again, first world countries. It's probably, yeah, yeah makes it's, sense. it's not just first world though. There there was African stuff. Well, and, not every African country yeah. is third world. Gosh, Corey, what is wrong with you? Sorry, stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> I'm an American. I, I'm naive and ignorant. Uh, I do want to give a sh- quick shout out to Rockford, Illinois, where I'm from. Uh, consistently voted one of the 20 worst cities in America. <laughs> um, there's actually a, there's a famous picture that goes around the internet sometimes where they have a, there's a billboard in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, where Taco Bell was voted the number one Mexican restaurant in the city. <laughs> yes, let's um, go. So shout out to my boys in Rockford. <laughs> How'd you get to uh, Florida then, Mr. Collins? Uh, yeah, just fate and job transfers and, you know, that whole, that whole ordeal. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you like Florida better than Illinois? Uh, parts of it, but, you know, I miss the seasons, man. Yeah, there's yeah. just in Florida. There's just really hot, and then just like less really hot, <laughs> and then like weird. three days of cold, yeah. and then it goes back to really hot. I don't know exactly like the the weather in Illinois, but when I lived in Pennsylvania, I hated the weather because it was always like gray. Like it was kind of like England. Like it was never you never really had a lot of sunny days, and that's something like I've learned to appreciate here. And I will say that Pennsylvania has the weirdest type of cold. Because it's, I've I've been in there in the winter and it's like oh it's only it's forty degrees that's not that cold but like you step outside and like you your soul's cold like yeah. there's no other way to phrase yeah. it like no, that's it's, true it's not just you that's cold like your your whole being who you are as a person has mm-hmm. just frozen dude that's a real thing uh, winter depression I forget the exact medical term for it but sad I, seasonal affective disorder yeah yeah that's like a real thing it's my parents used to always get it and every summer they like I would. Like, they were pretty strict on me during the winter, like, more strict. And then when I got to summer, they would literally just, like, I don't know. Interesting. I just noticed that as raised, being raised in Pennsylvania. All right. Um, Next topic? Mm-hmm. All right. You got this one, Chief. I got to pull it up. It's the I, this, one, this one I didn't really... So, yeah, I didn't I didn't know what it was I either think, yeah. until last night. And so, so here's what happened. I'm at the gym last night. I'm laying... Was it arms or legs? It was chest and tries. He, okay. he never he never does legs. Yeah. I'm the leg. Like, I'm the leg man. I'm the leg man. Okay, I like only do upper body. He only does legs. It's ridiculous. Um, so I'm sitting there on the bench, and I'm with Nico Huff. Shout out to Nico Huff. And I go, the kid that hits math. Yeah, the kid that hits, <laughs> the kid that hits <laughs> math. And I go, oh shoot, I have Mr. Collins on the podcast tomorrow. Let me check, to make sure we have all our topics. <laughs> we didn't have all our topics. Yeah, and typical. Procrastination is. And so I go, Nico, give me a good topic. 
and he says, oh, do that color theory one. And I said, what color theory one? <laughs> and so I Googled it, okay? And so my very, very basic understanding of it is essentially, what if, okay? Yep. We I, see a color, all right? Okay. And I say, that's blue. Oh, yeah, okay? I wrote this down. And then you say, yeah, you see, yeah, you see what I'm seeing. Blue. And you say that's blue. But what if we're not seeing the same thing? Yeah. What if your red's my blue? And we, we would never know because I'm saying that's blue and you're saying that's blue. But what if your blue is not my blue? There's there's two there's two things I have to add about that. Um, the first thing I said, like, everyone sees colors differently. Um, each of our perception of color is slightly different, even if, you know, we are different. Our colors aren't the same for all of us. But it's, like, minor, minuscule details. Another thing to go against that is, like, Let's say okay, your laptop right here. It's mm-hmm. it's it's gray. We can all agree it's gray. Okay, Parts that that's gray, yes. yep. So, if we were to describe that color, mm-hmm. it'd be generally similar. You know. How do you describe? Okay, but then it's it's a darker color. It's a darker color, right? Okay, but that doesn't help. No, but I'm saying in terms of I think you're talking about drastic changes. You're you're saying like what if what if my blue is is your red. yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you they just they have how a different. Do you know? How do you describe red to me? Describe red. It's it's a generally darker color, you know. Not it's, descriptive. <laughs> but there's also light red. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not very helpful. Describe red to me. You said okay. Then you get to the part where you you can't help but use examples. Blood. What if, what if we don't yeah. see red the same yeah, way? Yeah, I know. I was gonna say that, and then I was like, yeah. I think it's more of like it invokes a feeling, you know. Like like blue is synonymous with like sad. You know, it's like oh, it's blue. It's like. What if yeah, like red, that? red is like oh, it's like evil, death. What if we're not and seeing like, the same thing, and you've just always heard that your whole life? There's no a, way you, to know, Corey, and there's point. no way for you to describe red to me either. Yeah, you make a good point. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only way I could come up with describing red or like justifying that we always see the same color is like, well, color is based on wavelength. It's all the same that's wavelength, true, true. so maybe we're seeing the same thing. And I think that's the best argument. That's but I actually, when I googled this. <laughs> during my five minutes of research last night. <laughs> That's I saw this book by this guy, Goth or something like I don't know how to pronounce his name. Okay. Um, there's really no point to this story because I spent like 15 minutes reading up on what his book was about. And I, I probably spent 10, 15 minutes on this Wikipedia page just trying to figure out what the heck is this guy saying. And um, even the page itself said he had no thesis or any way to test it. And I was like, well, the, what am I doing here? <laughs> this isn't even the real theory of color. But anyway, one thing I did think about is what's weird is that you, know, you guys know how color works, right? Like yeah. yep. you see the color that's reflected off yep. the object. And everything that else is absorbed. Yep. So really, like this table is brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's only because it's reflecting brown at us. So, so it's, it's absorbing everything else. So really, so it's, it's every color but brown. Yeah. It's whack. That is, that is pretty crazy. Um, and I'm totally the first person to ever think this, I know. but Yeah, we're... It, <laughs> philosopher Collins. Yeah. Um, one thing, yeah, I kind of took it the way um, Mr. Collins took it. I took it in the sense of like just what color is. And what's interesting is when when a object absorbs color, it actually emits energy to like keep the balance of things. So that's why like when you're outside and you're wearing a black shirt, it's hotter than if you're wearing a white shirt. Because all the black shirt absorbs all the colors and it emits that as heat, and so like sense. technically this table is giving off heat. That's feels cold to me. Yeah, but I'm, it's giving off some kind of heat as a result of absorbing 
every color but brown. That is interesting. That is interesting. But also, heat is scientifically is like a different definition. Like, there's not a cold in science. There's just only heat. heat. Yeah, yeah, there's just a lack of heat, or there's like a minuscule amount of heat, which is still cold to touch. Right. It's interesting to to think about. That, that's what baffled me when I was learning like that. I'm honestly surprised we talked that much about that subject. I, I got here and I looked over the subjects again and I said, I don't know how much, like what you can talk about with that. You tell, you talk about what it is and then, and then that's it. We talked about it a little more. Well, what's, what's everyone's favorite color? Green. Green. What, what shade of green? I'm sorry. You weren't prepared for this no, question. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm ready. When I'm I come, ready. when I, when I come on a podcast, like I'm, oh. I'm asking the hard hitting questions. Right, yeah, that's right. good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're asking mildly darkish green. Like a forest green? No, it's too dark. My only mildly darkish. Only mildly dark. Ish. Give give us a give us a, a more object green. An object? Um like a ninja turtle? Or is that too dark? I would I say guess, just it, lighter it, than a ninja turtle. Well it depends on the iteration of ninja turtles. That's good. <laughs> Some That's are fair. darker than others. That's so. true. Rick. I'm gonna go okay. cartoon actually lighter than a ninja turtle. Just lighter okay. than a cartoon ninja turtle. Okay. The the body or the shell? Is the shell green? The, sh- the shell it's is darker like a darker. Is, okay, then we're talking. You're talking about the body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's What's your favorite color? I'm gonna go uh, go blue. Yeah. What, what shade? Kind of like a I don't know, lighter steely blue. Okay. I don't. There's probably not a very good description of it, but I don't know how to. Maybe like a cobalt. A cobalt. Yeah, just because okay. that's a really cool word. I like. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Give me an object that is. That I have makes no. You happy. I have no. Well, oh. I mean. Cobalt, that's blue. Cobalt. Yeah, the color yeah, makes me happy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't. I have no idea what's cobalt you're like, blue. That's the color. That's the that's one the, right there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. All right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Everyone, everyone, close your eyes. I'm going to take you oh, to yeah. imagine yourself your favorite place in the world. Okay. Okay. Caribbean. All there's no Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah. There's no <laughs> lights around you, so you can see the sky. You can see the sunset. Perfect. Okay. It's just about the time where the sun the sun is set, so it's right below the horizon, and as you look up into the sky, it gets darker and darker. Okay, there's a By the shade. way, if you're listening to this while driving, I really hope you didn't close your eyes. Yeah, there's a shade. <laughs> there's a shade of blue that is right in the middle between the slight orange mm-hmm. and the dark, like night sky. There's a sh- slight blue, maybe purple. Mm, that's that that's my favorite. That's my favorite color, blue. I don't know how to de- also describe. I it. feel that. Actually, I saw that blue last night driving home. I was, it was a gorgeous sunset, mm-hmm. and I was like. Man, I wonder if this is Corey's favorite color. That's and like <laughs> lo and behold, it was. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Ready to move on from the All color right. topic? Now, blue is is synonymous with success. So, how much blue do you need to be successful? Wait, no. That's, sorry, <laughs> that was completely wrong. <laughs> You're trying to segue into the next topic. Blue is synonymous with energy. How much blueness do you need to be successful in the world? The how much is, energy? How much energy does it take to succeed? This was Corey's. I'd like him to talk about it a little more to understand mm. the question. Um, I, I took a very, very scientific approach, and that means I have one bullet point. Okay. Um, so apparently it takes 20 hours to learn a skill. Okay? It takes 20 hours to learn a skill. That, that's, that's what I looked up, and that's what it said. If you're a 150-pound human... You burn basically 46 calories when you're sleeping. So let's say you burn 60 calories just at rest, okay, okay. awake. Okay. Um, maybe maybe we can say 70 if you're if you're trying to learn a skill. But let's let's keep it at 60 because my math is at 60. Okay? okay. So if you burn 60 calories an hour for 20 hours, that's 
1,200 calories. So it takes 1,200 calories to learn a skill. And I'd say there's some success in that. So it takes 1,200 calories to energy-wise no, to no, learn a skill. No, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to go ahead and say that when you're talking about to achieve something, it's about repetition and creating a muscle memory and uh, connecting neural pathways by doing something over and over and doing it different ways if you have to, but to be the best at it. I don't know why you're talking about calories. I don't think that... I don't know. Calories are just synonymous with like energy, so that's, I don't know why I thought it... I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I think it's more... Yeah, it's a philosophical question. I think question. it's in the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I agree. Unless you're direct, you know, specifically talking about you know building your muscles mm-hmm. or something like that, I think it's it's all in the brain. So are we specifically just talking about like sports and athletic things right no, now? No, no, that's no, what you two seem to be talking about. I, I think it depends on your definition of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think one flaw in your calculations, Corey, is that it takes 20 hours to learn a skill, but not necessarily then, be good at it. That's good. Um, yep. It's actually to become an expert at a skill or like a top person at a skill. You're actually supposed to spend about 10,000 yep. hours. That's what that's what I was talking about in the next in the next same yeah oh man we're so we're, we're tracking here it's on the yeah. same website <laughs> yeah well i mean if you look up how long does it take to learn how long does it take to be a master at a skill ten thousand hours come up so like okay. by yeah i don't know it, it's a pretty yeah exactly um but i kind of want to stay on the success path um I'll, I'll take a more philosophical approach now and i do agree you have with with mr collins you have to define what your success is obviously you're going to have different success based off of your goals and stuff like that um but i'm more talking about like like your your top goal the top goal right now you want to achieve how much energy does it realistically take um because you you hear these success stories like from people from rags to riches and they they had to use a lot of energy to initially get out of that their their situation Um, and you hear about their constant, like every night they would work on whatever they're, they want to be good at mm-hmm. and here they are. So I guess basically what I'm saying is does hard work, if you work as hard as you can, does that equate to success eventually? I don't think it guarantees success. Yeah. I think it, I think it makes success much more likely. Um, but actually something I, I wrote down was like, um, the more luck and money you have, the less energy you need to succeed. That's true. And I think, I that. Uh, and at the end of the day, like it's all about like the rags to riches. A lot of those people are just, they just get really lucky. Mm-hmm. Like what, a lot of people work just as hard or harder that's true. and they still don't succeed. Yeah. That's what that's I was going to bring up too. At, at what point do you need that luck aspect? You know? Also a different question. A little, a little makes you think a little. Hit me. What in your life do you think you have to do to succeed? What will make you feel as though you succeeded in life? That's Big very, picture. That's very, you answer since since you asked and then me? it'll give me time to think about it. I need a yacht. Need a yacht? I need a, I gotta, I'm going to lay it down. I need a yacht. I need to be able to be on my boat and say, this is it. We did it. Okay. I made it. So as your uh, former math teacher, <laughs> if you get a yacht, okay. uh, I will claim some... <laughs> uh, responsibility for getting you that yacht, and I will always 
Yeah, like uh, that's part of my retirement plan. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, that's good. That's good. You're yeah, so that's that's why I became a teacher. Just trying to affect as many lives as possible. So when they become rich, right, they just give me stuff. Have you ever, <laughs> has it ever occurred to you that you're euthanizing? Um, I don't like think that's our culture. the right word. Like you know, you, you're you're on the same level as you know how the Nazis back in the day they used to like employ teachers and stuff that would euthanize the kids to have Nazi beliefs. You know what euthanize means, Corey? You don't know what euthanize <laughs> means, I don't, I don't Corey. think you know what euthanize means. What does it mean? <laughs> euthanize means, like, to put down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm thinking about another You're word. You're talking about, like, indoctrinate? Indoctrinate, sure. Is it not the same? Euthan- my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, sorry. I was about to say, man, what do you think I do <laughs> at school <laughs> every day? Mr. Collins, don't you think you euthanize kids? <laughs> yeah. All right, but can you, can you, can you rephrase mm-hmm. that? Like, you, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate this to the Nazi regime. However, I do not think that you yeah, are... You've, you've mentioned Nazis in multiple podcasts <laughs> yeah. now. And I, I don't know. I'm, my heritage is German. I feel like I have to... You I did say you were my wrong earlier. So. I have to right my wrongs. So um, my family's wrongs. <laughs> Change my family's name. Okay. Um, just go. So, you know, to establish that the longevity of the Nazi regime, you know, they would employ people into the education system that would indoctrinate these younger audiences with their beliefs. So when they grew up, they still had the same beliefs. So has it ever occurred to you that you're, you could theoretically indoctrinate or you are indoctrinating our culture with like your beliefs? It's different with math. I try to keep my beliefs out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I just stick to, Stick to the math and the proofs. I guide the youths in some of their issues if they need me, but usually they're too like scared or intimidated by me (laughs) because I'm such a strong presence. (laughs) Uh, For those of you at home, I did not say that with a straight face. Um, But yeah, sometimes I'm like, man, I could just, I could totally just say whatever I want right now. You should believe believe me. You should. You should have a social experiment. I don't know to what degree that's legal, but. So for anyone uh, listening, uh, please don't get me fired. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm to be clear. I'm not conducting a social experiment. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I am not. This is all theoretical. Indoctrinating anyone. I am definitely not euthanizing anyone. <laughs> uh, so let's just let's just be very clear. Okay. Here. Well, yeah. Let's let's put it let's put it in terms of Michael. Michael, if you become a teacher, okay. what do you think? Okay. What social experiment do you think you okay, could okay, conduct first, to like? We got we got to. We have to talk about it depends on the teacher because if okay. you're a math teacher, is probably has like the least ability to uh, push their beliefs. Let's mm-hmm. say on like if you're a history teacher, yeah. you could say this is what happened. Also, here's my take on it. This is That's it was fair. also this guy's fault. You know, like you uh, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, if you're a history teacher or a government I teacher, you I, you have a, a much uh, it's much easier for you. I think much it's more even, likely to be biased. I think it's even yeah. higher for a literature an English teacher because you could you could like say read this book and that book could be about whatever right see but with math it's different because like the only thing that Mr. Collins has given me his opinion on and he's uh, we disagree and he's wrong on is how to do a use up (laughs) I agree (laughs) listen that's that's so relatable both ways are correct I don't disagree with that I just do the faster way (laughs) The wrong way. So, but hey, earlier <laughs> in this podcast, Michael said that speed equals master predator. So That's I think true. that you're saying that you're the master predator over us. No, I'm saying velocity equals velocity. master predator. <laughs> <laughs> I think you step further. I think we need to derive that again. But yeah. acceleration <laughs> equals 
<laughs> Master Predator. Um, but yeah, I think that's like this kind of goes back to like the topic, but I think little things, little impacts actually affect people like big time. It's like the butterfly effect, you know, have you ever guys have mm-hmm. ever heard that? Um, so I think that teachers are really, really important in the sense of their little actions, like actually change the youth like a lot, mm-hmm. even if like that one teacher only changed that one person, you know, that's still like a pretty massive change when they grow up, they influence people to the fact that teachers have inf- teachers influence people and that could lead to success based off of how they interpret you know whatever the teacher is giving them advice for i don't know that's kind of that's a bit of a stretch but it also depends on the age i think mm-hmm. because well, definitely they're definitely at, at a younger age yep. your the way you see the world your ideas how your brain is wired is still more malleable and mm-hmm. a teacher could say something to you and it could really shape how you feel about the world mm-hmm I agree. And I think teachers have a big impact in the success of someone's life. So this kind of relates back to like the the lucky aspect, like you could work hard and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to have the right influences in your life and you have to have them at certain points. Actually, a uh, funny story. So I got a letter, you know, the, the, you know, seniors write letters to teachers all the time. And a senior wrote me a letter about something I said to him freshman year. Uh, and how like it essentially became his life motto, and mm-hmm. he kept like saying to it over and over himself. Um, and I honestly don't remember ever saying that, and <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever said it since. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. But hey, you know, it, it apparently worked. So that's, that's an example of just like mm-hmm. pure luck of like I happened to say some weird sentence, and it stuck yeah. with a kid. One like, action like actually proved to be like that's cra- I don't know that's crazy to me how that could that, is that could work. Um. Yeah. Sh- I'm good with this. I'm good because yeah. the the next topic is kind of similar to this one. Well, well about success. You, like, yeah. Well, okay, but you haven't told us, Corey. What, what do you have to do to to be successful? What would make you feel as though you were a success? I'm a big hard worker. I'm, I'm, a, I'm or that wasn't. Anyway, I'm I'm a hard worker, and I think that at the end of the day, if you work hard and you know that you put like 110, percent you know, even if you look back, even if you're if you don't succeed at the end of the day, I think you'll look back and be like, wow, I, I put all my effort into this and that would give me satisfaction that I tried, which is success yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah that's solid. I think we're, we can move on now. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll leave this off. So if you have a kid and, you know, you raise, we, we can, this could be any skill, but I relate it to sports just because that's more like tangible success for me. Um, Let's say you're raising them to be a football player, a quarterback more specifically. From the day they were born, you put a football in their hands, and you have a, you're a really good coach. You were like let's say an NFL quarterback, or even not like you you just very technical with the throwing. Um, if you raise them every day of their life, you teach them football. Do you think they would be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live? No. If it's my kid, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I do not trust the athletic prowess of my genes (laughs) so basically it comes down to me is is there a point where you worked so hard to where success is inevitable i do think success would be inevitable to an extent Mm -hmm. um they may not be the greatest ever but like you know everyone has a ceiling and they're Mm -hmm. gonna hit their ceiling and they're gonna be their ceiling's gonna be a lot better than everyone else's like not quite ceiling yeah that makes sense um so I think they'll have an ex- have a success up until you know maybe they make it a 
D1 scholarship. Uh, but after that, it's going to just rely on also just natural talent because, mm-hmm. you know, the work can only get you so far. That's true. Mm-hmm. And this, this is where I brought up the fact that, like, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to be, like, a master at, at a particular skill. And that I think that's where it derived it from, like, uh, this topic at least. Because I was thinking about, like, like I, like I said, if you raise an infant every day, you work with them for three hours on that particular skill. You know, by the time they're 10 years old, 11 years old, they're going to be f- pretty freaking good at their age. And obviously people catch up to them. Right, but, but it's, like, I, don't, I think it's it's less, the, like at an early age, I think you're right, it's the parents. And if you're influenced by a great coach or someone who teaches you something. But you get to the point where it's something that you really, really have to want. Yeah, that's what, that's what and I And so I think the best example, there's a guy named Ben Askren. Okay? Ben Askren. He's a wrestler. Okay. If I showed you a picture of him, you'd laugh in my face. Okay. Yep. He is the most unathletic looking guy you've ever seen in your entire life. Have you showed me this guy before? I met him. I think I think I remember seeing um, um something. But he is he just does not look very athletic. But he is someone who look at this. Look at this guy. So he looks like me. <laughs> I yeah I you showed me this guy before okay. and so he is someone who he was overweight for most of his childhood and whatever but so he didn't have the genes obviously mm-hmm. but he's someone who just worked so hard and he became an Olympian he's in the UFC now but I, I think that I think that pushed a little toward the you have to really want it and has to be something that you really need to dedicate yourself to i also think that he could be an example of talent too because he still in that picture he didn't look incredibly athletic like all the other boxers ufc people but at the end of the day he still wins fights and i think that's the same thing with tom brady too Mm, like when when his combine his picture at the combine he did not look good at all he was taking i think fourth or sixth round at one of the two well the thing with tom brady too is uh, he was obviously unathletic Mm -hmm. um but also his when you look at the notes at the combine, yeah. is they didn't say he was very technical either. They they just yeah. said he was didn't have a tight spiral. Yep. He just wasn't good at football. Yeah. That was what they said about him, and so I, I think that that pushes even less toward the like it's not uh, less about athleticism, less about your you know mm-hmm. natural ability skill, it, but it you have to really really want it, and mm-hmm. work hard at it, I guess. That's true, and I think you have to respond to criticism too very well yeah. like one of, one of the things there's like a, a four-step process to success and mm. i mean obviously there's not a four-step process mm. but like this is this person's interpretation so first you must learn the skill by watching others or listening so they can teach you how to do it second thing um at one point you have to understand it um and this is like this might take like the longest part part because even still like a skill that you're learning there's a part, there's a big portion where you don't fully understand it. But then once you fully understand it, you have to actually get good at it. And then once you actually have to, get, once you get good at it, you can't be afraid to fail. And then if you do fail, which you're never inevitably going to, you have to learn how to learn from that mistake. And I think that's synonymous with a lot of good athletes, good business people now as they learn from their mistakes and they learn how to not do that next time. I think that's fair. Yeah. So I think that's like the values aspect. Like, like you don't, 
no one teaches you how to learn from your mistakes. You know, that's not a working hard aspect. You know, that's just, that's, that's like a, like a mind thing. So I think that yeah. goes against like the whole working hard, just solely aspect. It's a combination, I guess, mm-hmm. of all the things. Moving on. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that topic. All right, so next question is, if you could be buried with one thing, what would it be? Okay, here's here's where I step in. <laughs> I got some questions. Okay. First of all, am I dead when I'm buried? That's, that's a good because, question. Because if I'm buried alive, this is going to change a whole lot yeah. of things. Yeah. <laughs> you want to shovel that. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, what I say... Let's say yes. Let's say you're, you're buried dead. Okay, that's good. All right. Next thing, like... Am I going to some type of afterlife or am I just, am I, is it just like, hey, if someone digs me up someday, like what do they want to find with you? Or, yeah, I think that's more the, yeah. the way that both of us interpreted it. Interpret okay, because I would, I would prefer something that just really confuses future archaeologists. Spork. Yeah, like maybe just, no, I'll just be buried in the alarm clock. So they just <laughs> think like, like there was just some huge mix up. And you were, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I wrote a time capsule. Like encapsulating the time that you passed Would you away. be in the time capsule? Maybe just in the coffin there's a time just, capsule and then and it's then, you in the time capsule. <laughs> wow. And there's a That's note just says surprise. Surprise. Okay, so, so what about if you're buried alive? Okay, obviously a shovel. I think a shovel is... What are you, you going to dig to though? Well, okay. As well, soon thing as you is, break that's the thing. thing you're the not dirt's gonna, gonna. Well, and you're, and you're not gonna be able to move with a shovel. It's you're you're too. Dang. Okay, wait. In are, a you, are, space. You, are you buried in the coffin? Yes, yes. You're buried in the coffin. Or are you just buried under dirt? Either way, like you're, there's so much dirt on top of you, you're not really gonna be able to move. You're gonna suffocate pretty quick too. The air is gonna yeah. run out. So, I, so then how you oxi- get an oxygen? Uh, maybe I just bring a movie, just to enjoy those last few hours. <laughs> maybe just watch the hit movie Big, starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just have a DVD copy of the film The Mummy, the with mummy. a note saying this is gonna happen to this you. Is gonna <laughs> also, good. when I say The Mummy, I do not mean the Tom Cruise version. I mean the great Brendan Fraser. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blessed be to Fraser. You, but. So does that mean you've seen the latest Mummy with Tom Cruise in it? I haven't. I have refused out of respect to to uh, Brendan Fraser. I okay. haven't seen it either. Have you I haven't seen, seen it? it. I haven't no. seen it. I, I saw the trailer and I just said, I didn't... This know, isn't this Brendan. This isn't worth my this time. This isn't. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe um, I'll just bring a, bring a framed picture of Dave Couillet. <laughs> do you guys I, know who that is? I do not. Uh, Uncle Joey from Full House. Ah. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Well. So that, does that mean you're a Full House fan? Yeah. Not Fuller House, but Full House. But full I'm House. Fan. Okay. Yeah. What about yeah. Friends? Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of Friends. Okay. Uh, what other back in the you know uh, Office? Uh, yeah, The Office. Okay. I watched, actually watched a couple episodes this morning. Um, I love me some uh, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what are other shows from my childhood? What about Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec, of course. Okay. Of course. That's a good one. Is, uh, what about That 70s Show? I don't know if that's a newer show. I just I know like a couple No, that was, that was when I was growing up. Um, I never watched it much. Uh, I will say, I don't know, I'm assuming you guys like it or something, mm-hmm. but when you grow older, it does not age well. That's all I'm going to say. Dang. That's emotional. Yeah. So we should watch it now while watch we... it now while you can enjoy it, and then in ten years you can be like, oh, this is this is this is not as good as I remember. Dang. Okay. Okay. So okay. enjoy but, it. But I do come bearing good news. 
The Office will never get bad. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. Yeah, okay, that's, good. Uh, that's the only one I was actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Parks and Rec does not get bad. Good, 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 um, good. Let's you go. Know, we're the real treasures are safe. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. It's such a simple show too. It's such a yeah. simple show. The, the Office. Office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to the topic. I said that if if <laughs> when I die or whatever, I want to be buried with my enemies, assuming that they're alive. So they come down with me. That's so. What constitutes an enemy for you? Because I'm, <laughs> I I'm a little I feel like nervous my, right now. In my will, in my will, I write down like, like I have these people, and if they're alive, I want them to be. Okay, I want to give you. I want. I want you to give me a scenario of like what would cause someone to become your enemy, where you would write them in your will. Can I need example to hear this. An enemy right now. Um, tax fraud, probably, or not, not tax what? fraud. Uh, so they steal are my you money. Just really but, that. That invested in the government's collection no. of taxes. <laughs> ta- Is your goal to become you, the tax collector and be like, how dare you ruin my I don't job? Know, I don't know why I said tax fraud. That was the first <laughs> thing I thought of. Um, I don't know. I'd say what constitutes as an enemy. I'd say anyone that has wronged me in any way. It could be as simple as stealing my pencil at Michael Greger. <laughs> you want them buried with you? You stole my pencil, Michael. I, I bought a $4 pencil before, $4? Bef- yes, before this year. And I came true. to your house, this and I was doing calc homework, <laughs> and I lost it. I this lost it lie. here, and you stole it. This what kind of lie. pencil? Do you know the name of it? I need to look this up. I've, no, I, I don't know. It, it was probably it was probably three dollars, two, two, three dollars. All I'm saying is a quick shout out to the Graph Gear 1000, the mechanical pencil of choice. Uh, That's good. I'll buy just, one for college. Yeah, it's just well, it's, it's it's a ten dollar pencil. Oh, I don't. Just a head oh, hey, I don't. I'm college now. I I can use I can my parents' money, right? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's it's well known fact that you have plenty of money when you're in college, so yeah, you're be fine. Invest it all so in do cannabis. Wanna, do you want to? Th- oh yeah, invest in cannabis. Uh, I'm not endorsing anything on this podcast. Invest <laughs> in artificial intelligence on a real note. We talked about. That. Yep. Okay, so you want to hit on the last subject? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> the question is, did do we give this one to you? We yeah. I think we've talked. Are you talking about fighting six year olds? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> in a fight. How many six-year-olds do you think you could take? Okay, do they have weapons? No. Do I have weapons? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? So, is if I just like if I punch them in the face <laughs> and they start crying, up, <laughs> does that count? Like, yeah, that's is that allowed? That's that's okay. I, think, I think if you punch them as hard as you can, right in the head, <laughs> I think I think they're going down. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're that's getting what back I'm up. Thinking. However, like, so I think that's gonna work for the first couple, but like your fists, man, they're not gonna hold up. Oh. You're going to have to start throwing bows. Elbows and but, knees, the hardest parts of your body. They're so short, the bows are going to be tough. That's true. You're going to have to You're just going to have to come through. Um, so I, I think endurance is a huge key here. I was trying to find uh, convincing evidence at how much a six-year-old could lift, bench bench press, or squat, and so, there's just not enough evidence. There's not enough conclusive. I just don't think that helps with but the whole... there has been super, super babies and stuff like that. So there was a kid who was six years old. He could bench press 181 pounds. Okay, I'm talking okay. about middle of I know, the I know. road. But I'm saying that gives us a maximum, right? Because this no, kid, this no, kid no. is a prodigy. No, it doesn't. It he's, doesn't. He's a 180. We're not using any prodigies. I want I know, average, I know. all the same, but I'm saying normal six No, No kid, no, no other six-year-old would lift above 180. So that means that the average for a six-year-old is... Okay, so an average six-year-old weighs 44 pounds. Okay, that they could probably lift their, their body weight. So let's just theoretically say that each, each kid could lift 44 pounds okay so you know my my squat is around 
300, 300 pounds. That means I could probably take on seven kids at a time. If they all came at me, okay, I don't, that, that's I what don't, I'm saying. I don't think the weight you can lift has anything to do with how many... Hold on. Here's, strength a little here's bit. a question. Is it just like an endless stream of them are going to keep coming until you finally <laughs> lose? Or is it like they're all going to be placed there at once and start and attacking then, you? Because here's I, the thing. I don't think any six-year-old can really do that much damage to you. So really, all you have bite. to do is outlast. Because right. if they all if they're all there the same amount of time you are, they're gonna get tired, tired before out. you did. Yeah. Hmm. So, but if it's like a constant stream of them, like eventually I'm gonna get tired while they keep having these these fresh bodies coming at me. So like in that way, like I'll definitely lose. But like if you're just placing them all in there, like until we get to the point where there are so many that I'm crushed to death, just the sheer volume, <laughs> like I'm, my number's gonna keep going up. Okay, but think, that, that Mr. Collins, close your eyes. Let me take, let me yeah. take you I'm, on a trip here. I'm closing mine. Uh-huh. We're in you know, the Roman Coliseum, Coliseum yep. right yeah. now. All right, yeah, I yep. put you in there. All right, and I just put like 150 six-year-olds. How far away? You're, just, you're, looking, you're, you're in the corner. Are they, are they coming out of the, Actually, the gates? Actually, I, I, I have a question for this that's very important. Are we talking about the Roman Coliseum in its heyday or as it is now? Because in its heyday. Okay. In its heyday, okay. okay. That changes things. Because as it is now, I could like climb up on a rock where they can't no, reach no, me. No, 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 no. Now you, you, um, you got to take them. Apparently, okay, now, apparently, okay, have you ever been to Coliseum? Yeah. Is it, is it big? Uh, it's, it's, I've it's, heard it's smaller than. It's smaller than you think. But like, I mean, it's big as in like when you're walking up to it. But once you get inside, like, the arena itself is, isn't that huge. Okay. How many How big could seat? Uh, you could probably see it a few thousand. Maybe not a few thousand. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe in thousands. What is the diameter of the arena? Like actual? Uh, so funny enough, uh, they didn't let me bring my tape measure in. So uh, <laughs> ballpark is for me. I I have no concept of okay. space or time. Is so it, this is a real problem for is me. Is the middle of it is like the arena, the actual spot where they fight? Is that smaller? How many yards? How, is it like more than fifty yards? You guys are last, asking a lot of me right now. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna look all this information up. That's okay. Be... Okay. I want. I want to close my eyes again, and I'm gonna okay, help you explain. Me... All right. I have a pride. I don't have any service. Okay. I can't research okay. anything. Let's... I'll look it up then. All right. So, but if I put you there, Mr. Collins, I put yeah. 156 year olds. All right. Think about how big your classes are. All right. Multiply whatever you're gonna multiply to get that quantity of kids. Okay. Do you think you could take 156 year olds? Coming at you all at once. Probably not. Okay. But I think I'd get through a fair number of them before I succumb to the to my death. Um, <laughs> also, what constitutes a loss? Let's talk about that. You die? Or just like pass out from exhaustion. Um, Tap out, whatever. You yeah. Do. All right. It says here that the... That... Okay. So it is 108. 89 meters long and 156 meters wide. So it's bigger than a football field, the, mm-hmm. the middle of it. That's pretty That's pretty substantial, oh, yeah, the distance. That, that's bigger than I thought. So, okay. Corey, if I put 156-year-olds in there, do you think you could take them? I'd, I'd, hmm, I'd get to probably about 20s or 30s, and I'd, I'd be exhausted myself. Maybe I, I'd say maybe I'd get to 15 and be absolutely exhausted. And I think that... If they're aggressive enough, they would keep piling on my legs until <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't lift that much. Well, for, for me, the problem is, like, I, I don't feel like any individual six-year-old's punch is going to really do anything to right, me. Right. So, like, a bunch of them at the same time, like, yeah, if they're weighing down my legs, that's just going to make the other ones have to, like, hit higher. And, like, <laughs> they're not going to have that much force behind it. 
Also, am I allowed to say mean things to them? Because I might just be able, <laughs> I might just be able to destroy them emotionally, and then they'll just give up. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Am I allowed to like? I also feel like I could become allies with a few of them. Oh, like, you I feel say, like I could I'll give you a the, popsicle. Like I'll just be like, "Yo, kid, like I'm an adult. I can buy you Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, <laughs> let's be friends here and like, help me out." Were you more of a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards? Well, that's the thing. I collected Pokemon cards, but I battled with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, so, so like he's he's like dumb. I was yeah. I was more in like I was probably more into the collecting of Pokemon cards, but like you know I I. I would say my last Yu-Gi-Oh battle was actually my junior year of college. No, my senior year of college. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I bought a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards yesterday at Target. I think I have some. Uh, that's, right in there. that's that's the great thing about being an adult. You go out he, to run some errands. And then you. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to go check out. And there are these Yu-Gi-Oh cards right then, here. I, I am allowed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I used to battle with Pokemon cards. I wasn't ever a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan. I didn't understand it when I was younger. Was but Pokemon, I play the games. Yeah, I, I can't say that. Because, you know, I grew up only playing Pokemon. That's fair. Did you ever watch Yu-Gi-Oh? No. That's, mm. see, that, I think that's where... Yeah, I had a I had a Game Boy where I played Pokemon, Sapphire, Emerald, and, um, and those really opened me up to the Pokemon. I just didn't understand Yu-Gi-Oh. That's sad. Mm-hmm. It is. I just got a Switch, and I'm, I can't wait till the next Pokemon comes out. It comes out in November. Right. Well, which one you get in Sword or Shield? That's a real question. Yeah. Um, I'm more of, you know, I say defense when ball wins ball games, but I feel like the aggressor has a big thing to do He's with the it. Beats more six but games. I'm gonna say Shield because defense when ball wins ball games. I respect that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any it? any closing remarks you wanna you wanna leave on the audience? You you could you could really influence them right now. Back to the success. Make me successful. Let's get this. Yet. Okay, this is really really stressful um you know it's a you know all, all you recent grads out there uh you know try your hardest try your hardest. Try hardest go to go to college and get that learning done like you ain't paying for nothing mm-hmm. don't be like mr collins don't just slack off all the time you gotta i you think gotta you turned out pretty it. decently yeah well i could have on this podcast better. yeah i mean that's he made it. yeah actually you guys never asked me my measure of like what makes me successful it's being on this podcast oh, yes, so that's all right so i pretty much i've i've accomplished all my goals i'm it's i'm done go. i'm ready he's gonna be buried with your um, yeah just alarm clock. Bury, bury me with my alarm clock we're all good like, <laughs> all right well i just want to thank you for having me on here this is actually my first first podcast appearance yeah. wow, wow that's good you did yeah. great thanks i appreciate yeah. that that's good. All right. Uh, Michael, you got any closing remarks? We're going to sing our way out again. Um, you can. I'll I'll just sit here and I'll, I'll add in if you, if, if it's a good song. What song? Mr. Mr. Collins, what song Mr. Collins, should we, should we sing? sing us out. I'm not singing this out. <laughs> well, what this. song? What song? I could have future students listening to this. I can't okay. lose their respect That's this true. early on. Tell yeah. me what song to sing. Um... You know any Celine Dion? No. <laughs> you know any Carly Rae Jepsen? I'm really in a the female call me pop maybe? star mood. Call, call me maybe? maybe? Yeah. Hey, I just met oh, you, and, and this is crazy. crazy. Here's my maybe. number. So come on the podcast, maybe. Maybe. All right. Wow, you put a little personal touch on it. That was nice. 